0: Football Friday, So Davis will join me to break down all the latest action from the NFL and college football ranks. And then afterwards, Malcolm Teasell, or as we know him as Tease, will join me to talk about the NBA Finals and what's next for the league. So without further ado, let's get it rolling. What's up, everyone? Now it's time to talk some football. Joining me again
1: is uh Dave. What's going on, Davis? Chris, how you doing, man? Another uh, another Friday. Happy to be here and uh, ready for another weekend of football. Made it to
0: Friday. That's all what they say, right? Make it Friday every week. Every week, Make it Friday. Um, yeah, Davis this week, and then we'll have Marcus on this next week probably, just because uh, Big Ten's back, so we'll get my crazy Marcus to rejoin us. <laughs> hey,
1: my man Marcus. He uh, he lets it. He lets his opinions be known.
0: Yes, he does. That's he does what I appreciate
1: about Marcus. He he does, he does not shy up about anything.
0: He does not hold back. All right, uh, here we go, Davis. So the NFL seems to keep having more cases of COVID, more facilities shut down. Um, The Falcons shut down earlier this week. They're back open now, though. The Colts shut down this morning. Obviously, we've had games moved around the rest of the season. So at this point, do you think they should just suspend the season to kind of get a hold on this thing to see what they can do or keep going?
1: No, Chris, I wouldn't suspend the season because even if you do, there's nothing to say that COVID cases won't keep happening. I mean, players are still gonna want to work out. We saw the Titans, their facility was closed for a week and they still went out and worked out um away from the facility. I think we would see that with more teams, which in a way makes it even more dangerous. So I would not suspend the season. However, I really like that uh Drew Rosenhaus plan that he proposed where at the end of the regular season you add two weeks before the playoffs so that You know, you can have uh, a designated time spot for teams who maybe had to cancel their games because I do think like, obviously, if there's an outbreak, it's not smart to play the game. So I think like designating two weeks would be perfect after the regular season um, so that teams could have a chance to not necessarily force a dangerous situation and try and, you know, get everybody cleared and play um so that's what that's the idea that i would like i wouldn't go ahead and just suspend the season altogether because that i don't know that that's proven to stop covid cases from happening
0: that's a good point um i don't know i mean you're right there there's no guarantee that does stop covid cases but this is it's not getting out of hand yet it's just like it, it seems like it's getting there it's getting close
1: I mean, the thing about the NFL, too, is that you have so many players on a team yeah. with, you know, so many coaches that, you know, yeah. when we talk about NBA, that's, that was 20 people at first, you know, those, you know, 15 players and like five to 10 coaches, you know, it's 25 people max right. on a team, whereas in the NFL, you have more like 75 guys. So, you know, right. four cases in the NFL is, the, you know, three cases in the NFL is the equivalent to one in the NBA. Um So, you know, I think you got to put that into perspective as well. It was going to happen. It's just a a matter of how well the NFL contains it, I think. Yeah,
0: up to this point, it seems seems like they've done a good job, but um, we'll see. I mean, I guess it's something you have to monitor. If it it does get worse, at some point they're going to have to just pause and try to figure something out or just have a reset. Um, like um, Like if it gets to like NFL, you know, MLB levels where they just had Outbreak after outbreak, you know, if it gets that far. Right now they're able to maintain, but if they keep having to miss games and keep rescheduling, they're gonna have to stop at some point just to kind of get a hold on it and uh and the reset. But till then they can still just keep rolling. Now uh Davis, this I should we'll move that one back. All right, so last week, Cowboys quarterback death Dak Prescott suffered a um, I'm sorry, up Pretty gruesome. It wasn't the worst we've ever seen, but it was pretty bad. Um, it was, yeah, it was gruesome. Pretty for bad. Sure. Yeah, it was pretty bad. He had suffered. a uh, He broke an ankle compound fracture. He's going to be off for the rest of the season. They said four to six months, but I mean that's obviously the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of talk in the off season about a contract. What he was offered, he didn't want it. He's offered a contract. He didn't want it. Didn't take it. He wanted. He's going to play this out. Plays playing on a franchise tag this year, I think. And uh this has been a lot, you know, a lot with that situation going on. And so now with the leg break, now just, I guess, the leg broken, and he's out for the rest of the season because it comes a dilemma of what does he do? When, what do the Cowboys do? Do the Cowboys re-sign him? Is he a guy for the future? Or does he want to move on elsewhere? Or does he want to stay in Dallas? Like now there's a there's a lot of up in the air. You don't really know what either side will do in this situation. It's tough, you know. Not taking the deal that he was offered. I mean, but not taking the deal he was offered because now you're not guaranteed. And like when you don't take that deal, obviously, you know, at any moment this can happen and then you're stuck because now you could not get that money that you were offered before, you know. But but now he has a thirty-one million dollar franchise tag. He turned on an offer in the offseason. So what what do you think the cowboys should do in this situation?
1: Yeah, Chris, like you said, I mean, turning down that money, obviously, uh, this is the risk that he took. And unfortunately for Dak, um, you know, it ended up going the worst way possible. Um, you know, a very gruesome injury, like you said, an ankle is, you know, pretty much popping out of the shoe, something that you never want to see. But Dak's had a really good year um, so far. I've been very impressed um, with how Dak has played, obviously, as playmakers everywhere on that offense uh, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Um, so Dak is in a position to succeed and he was playing good football up until um, obviously that happened on Sunday. So for the Cowboys, I think that this is your guy. You have so many issues defensively that quarterback does not need to turn into another issue for you. You don't need to worry about drafting a quarterback. You don't need to worry about going out and trying to get a big playmaker when Dak can do that for you. I think Dak Prescott at his best is the top 10 quarterback in the NFL and those just don't grow on trees. So Mm -hmm. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm just going to stick with Dak. Obviously, like four to six months, if all goes well, could he be ready for the start of next season? I think so. It sounds like it. I mean, even if if he misses a couple weeks next year, do I think he could play at some point next year? Absolutely. I don't think he'll miss all of next year. So I think that Dak's your guy. He's proven that he likes Dallas. Um, He represents the franchise well. He's a smart guy. He's a winner. Um, so I'm I'm actually a Dak fan. I would like I'd like to see the Cowboys re-sign him uh, and stick with him because I don't I don't know what the alternative
2: would be. Alternative, I guess, would be
0: what Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's what they right. have now. Or trying to make a trade, but even making a trade is tough. And the, or you have to draft someone, and they won't. They're not. They don't, they don't have the best record now, but I still don't think they'll have, be in the running for like a Trevor Lawrence or
1: Justin right. Fields.
0: Even that, do you really want to start over with a rookie? All you know, all over again.
1: So and and do you do you want to use that pick on a quarterback instead of fixing that broken defense?
0: Very true. Very true. Yes, that is true. Um, that, no, that's true. That defense is broken, and it's crazy how they went from. I want to say two years ago, they were a really good unit. They were really solid, one mm-hmm. of the best in the league, and now they're just bad. They're, yeah. They just can't stop anybody right now.
1: What, are, Giants, what are your uh, thoughts on Dak?
0: I, I I like him. You know, I I think he's good. He's not great. Like, he's not he, – he puts up numbers, but he's also not the guy that's going to – I don't want to say he can't win you a Super Bowl, but right now it's not looking that way. I want to give him a fair shot. But right now, it's not looking that way. Because it just has to be a lot that goes right for him. But I think he's good. You know, he has a lot of weapons now and he hasn't always produced wins in that, you know, scenario. So it's not always his fault. But even then, he's not always producing. So I like him. I just don't know if he's that guy to get you a Super Bowl. So that's why I'm, I'm hesitant. That's why I was hesitant to give the money in the first place. But I mean, if you're Dallas, do you put, but see, Dallas has put themselves in a situation, like you said, where they don't have a choice. I mean, it's Dak or nothing else. You can't, you don't have, you really don't have any other options. Like, if you if Andy Dalton is your option, then you just might as well go ahead and just hang it up. That's not, that's not a right. he, he can win you. He can win you eight games, but he won't win you 12. No, he won't win you 12. And Zeke isn't, the running game, the big thing is when Dak was really good, really effective a couple of years ago, the running game was, you know, really the best in the out. league. Right. Yeah. And it's not there anymore. And that's been their problem. It's not. And, and Dak is very good. But I think if he had that running game, he could be a guy that can, you know, win them a Super Bowl. But he's not a guy mm-hmm. that's going to take you there by himself. But
1: like I said, Dallas is just in a situation where they don't have a choice. So, I mean, they have to resign him. Right. I mean, that offense is like where you want. I mean, offensive line is going to need to be addressed, but mm-hmm. skill mate, skill player wise, that, that offense is where you want it to be. I mean, you talk about, you know, a Madden, you know, fr- a Madden created franchise team, like that's what you would want. You would want like Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, like they've got all the weapons. So mm-hmm. I don't think you just take the quarterback out of that equation. That would just be weird, especially when Dak has shown you that he can do it. And another point, playing. Quarterback for the Cowboys is a tough job. Like that's one of the most scrutinized jobs in it sports. Job. It is. It is for sure. So Dax has shown too that he can handle the pressure as well of the media, which I really like. know mm-hmm. he's handled, and even this injury, like he's been in good spirits,
0: like, he's handled everything well. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a good guy for the franchise just sometimes. Um they but I think he's a guy, but they gotta make sure everything around him is great. You know, like he he's not gonna just win it on his own. Like I agree. They have to, that's the O-line. They got to make sure they got a good – I mean, Zeke is still good, but he's not what he once was, so they got to get a good a good number two down there uh, to help him out, so. But Jerry Jones does does it to himself. Jerry Jones put himself in this situation, so I don't feel bad at all. So, I mean, in-office injury, I think, too, like, Dak is going to get what he wants just because of the injury and everything that happened. So he'll probably get that fifth year in a guarantee. All right, Davis, the rich keep getting richer, the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions who already have the best offense in the league. Tons of weapons to add another one in uh all per running back Le'Veon Bell. Who's with the Jets? And the Jets might be Okay, they're not the worst, but they're they're pretty bad. They're like the second worst franchise in the league or third.
1: No. No, they're 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 the worst. Let's let's be real. They're the worst.
0: Man, the Lions are pretty bad, man.
1: The Lions have won two games. One.
0: But all right. Oh, fair. one. Okay, one. All right. The Jets. One or two. Are arguably the worst franchise in sports. And well, in football, I should say. Yeah. And football. they have Adam Gase, who is a supposed genius, right? He's a supposed office guru, genius, whatever he wants to call him. And he didn't like Le'Veon Bill, so he purposely misused Le'Veon Bill. And so now Le'Veon Bill's out of favor there. They let him go because he didn't want to be there. Gase didn't want him there. So now there's this perception that Le'Veon Bell can't play. That's not true at all. I guarantee you, he's going to show you what he has left when he goes to Kansas City. He's going to be extremely effective. And Kansas City has another weapon for cheap. They already have Edwisierra on his rookie contract. Now they have him to pair with Le'Veon Bell, who is still can still run. The Chiefs have the offensive of line for Le'Veon's running bell. running style; he's patient, likes to wait and see the hole, then go. They have that offensive of line good enough for that, and the screen game, catching passes out of the backfield is another element that he adds, and it's just not fair. It's not fair. So do do you see them repeating as champions? I mean, is it just? I mean, a given at this point.
1: Could they repeat? Absolutely. Do I think that getting Le'Veon Bell automatically makes them repeat? No. Like I think he'll be used how like LaShawn McCoy was used last year, you know, like just in spurts. I still think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is their number one. I could be wrong. Um, as far as the running game, Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if he's that guy anymore that he used to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's, he'll certainly have a better opportunity than he did with the Jets. Like you said, the offensive line is so much better in Kansas City. So I do look forward to seeing that. But the point that you just hit on that I think really will help is the screen game because he is one of the best pass catchers uh, for a running back. And the Chiefs absolutely love screens. They ran it to death against the Ravens and kept beating them. So uh, we know how creative Eric, uh, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are with those screens. So I think that that will give Le'Veon a chance to kind of get his, um, you know, swagger back and get to playing at the level that, you know, he was with Pittsburgh when he was the top five back in the NFL. So I don't think he'll be prime Le'Veon I think he's still older I don't think he's as good of a runner as he was when he was 25 um but there's no doubt that he's not completely washed you know he deserves a spot in this league um and he wants to win a ring with the Chiefs so I can't really blame him to be honest
0: he's definitely not like the old Le'Veon that's for sure but he can still play like he's going to be effective there running the ball, and, like I, like I mentioned, out of, the, out of the backfield. So, I mean, this addition like
1: – he, he was really bad with the Jets, though. Like, part of it was the O-line, but, like, he wasn't helping anything either. Probably didn't want to
0: beat her. I mean, there's no excuse, but, I mean, who wants to –
1: Yeah, true. I there. mean, the only thing I will say is, like, Adam Gase was against the signing from the start, so I don't know if you're a GM, if a coach tells you, like, no, I don't really want to coach that player, why would you still sign him? Like, that doesn't make sense to me, but – you know, just a bad situation. That's a really bad football team right now, a really bad franchise as a whole. So I guess I'm kind of happy for Le'Veon that he gets the chance, even though it's, you know, he's going to probably the team that has the best chance of beating my team this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Ravens.
2: Yeah,
0: well, hey, man, that's what happened. Right. But we'll see how it plays out. All right, the Cleveland Browns are 4-1 now. Uh, surprise surprise right Baker Mayfield continues to be solid you know he had a really bad year last year but he rebounded, he's rebounded and he's playing pretty well this year although Beckham seems to finally have his to act, act together I would say they beat the Colts who are limited with Phillip Rivers but the defense has is, is been playing pretty well so far so it wasn't an easy task and the Browns put up 32 points on them last week so is it finally time for us to take the Browns seriously
1: yeah, I would say so. Um, I actually wrote about this this week that the Browns actually look like a a good professional football team right now, which is something that I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen in my life before.
0: Just hilarious, actually, to say that like they finally look like a professional football team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen it in my life four and one for the first time since 1994 when Bill Belichick was their head coach. So, you mm-hmm. know, if that if that doesn't put things into perspective, I don't know what does. <laughs> but no, um, the Browns the Browns look really good right now. Honestly, I mean, obviously the Ravens. Uh, Put up, you know, beat them 38 to six the first week. But since then, they've looked good. Uh, they haven't really played, you know, too good a competition. They'll have to head to Pittsburgh this weekend, so that'll be a great battle. Uh, Steelers are four and Browns obviously four and one. But I like what Cleveland's doing. Kevin Stefanski uh, has shown that he knows how to coach. A football team much better than Freddie Kitchens uh was able to last year. Freddie Kitchens,
0: big Fred. Man, man, big, big Fred must be watching from the couch. Head
1: coach in the year. How'd that happen? Sheesh, I don't know. But I do like that the Browns are really using the run game to open up the pass game for Baker. Um, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson uh, have done a good job these past two weeks with Nick Chubb being out. And Baker's been able to kind of sling the ball a little bit. It almost looks like he's getting back to his Oklahoma ways a little bit um he's still turning the ball over two picks last week he's got to cut that out because that won't fly against good teams like baltimore and pittsburgh but he was able to beat uh, the colts last week who are also coming in winners of three in a row so it was a good win for them uh they do look good right now the afc north is looking really top heavy right now with uh pittsburgh cleveland and baltimore so i i do think it's time to take them seriously honestly chris i hate to say it i don't like them but they have so much talent that you can't ignore them they do have they do have a lot of talent, and you
0: can't ignore their talent. You're right. I just I just hes- hesitate to take them seriously because like maybe I need to get out of this this mindset, but like it's it's still the Browns. So for some reason I just can't get over the fact that it's still the Browns. I feel and you. And I'm not be- all I'm not all the way there. So
1: I do know what you're saying, but like they they definitely look better.
0: Oh, that's what i doubt. But that what is that saying though? Like
1: it's <laughs> not saying a whole lot.
0: True. Sure. Yeah, I mean, but. I mean, I'm gonna give them credit though. They 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 have been running the ball well. If you look at, they had 124 yards last week, 260 yards passing last week. So offense is, is 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 playing well. So Baker, but they they don't have a tough schedule. I mean, well, it doesn't get tough until later in the season. Like they have Pittsburgh this week, said so will be a challenge. And they got Since he's Joe Burrow's been playing pretty well out there, so that's not gonna be too easy. He's gonna put some pressure on them. And they got the Raiders at home, which will be a test. Houston is not so good. Eagles aren't so good. They have Jacksonville. They have Tennessee. They have Baltimore. They have
1: the Giants, Jets, and Steelers. So
0: I mean, their schedule really isn't hard the rest of the way if you look at it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a team that could go eleven and five, honestly.
0: Uh, yeah, based on the way they're playing, yeah, and the way their schedule plays out, but it's still the Browns. So I'm not gonna go that far yet. You know, they're just gonna mess around in like under five hundred. But uh, yeah, I mean. The only two—I mean, the two toughest games they have at Tennessee will be tough, and then they have Baltimore at home. Those will be tough. But and now the Steelers are going to end the season. But I'm still not a huge believer in the Steelers, so we'll see. So I mean, the Raiders would be, uh, be a challenge as well. So have a few tough games, but their schedule isn't extremely hard. So I mean, realistically, they could go ten and six.
1: Yeah, they, won't which,
0: they should make—they should make the playoffs. I mean,
1: honestly, they definitely could. Maybe. I mean, I definitely think there will be two, maybe three teams from the AFC North to make it. Um, so we'll see. I think that Brown Steelers game will be a good benchmark. Cause I mean, obviously I'm, i I might be a little biased, but I do think that the Ravens are still the best team in the division. Um, just because of the talent. Oh, you do. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, they're they're still the best team. No, nah, I would I would say so. But then, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, like who's who's the second, you know, who's the second best? Who's the biggest challenger we'll to see Baltimore? This so they right. That's team. what that, that's what I can't wait to see.
0: All right. Tuesday Night Football this week for the first time. Sheesh. I don't know. Have we ever had Tuesday Night Football?
1: I'm sure no, I think it was the first time since the 70s, maybe? Jesus Christ. All right, yeah, anyway. we talked about that this week. I think it was the 70s. First time since the 70s. All right, well, the Titans took the uh, Bills to the woodshed. 42 to
0: 16 last week. Uh, that was that was pretty bad I, I the one thing that everyone took away from this football game which is really sad but it's the way that josh norman got thrown by derrick henry like derrick henry tossed that's a grown man he just talks to the side that's mm-hmm. that's not good I have, I have a cousin in tennessee cousin fern shout out to you cousin fern we had, we had a wedding before covid happened right it was in march and he was just he kept saying like you know what i call this uh when these running backs go up against Derrick Henry, I call it a call it a business decision. You either gonna hit go you gonna hit him, but you're gonna be messed up, or you're gonna let him go by you. Needing to make a business decision. And Josh Norman that week made the wrong business decision trying to go up against
1: Derrick Henry. Uh yeah, I mean he did he tossed him like a little like a little boy. But um you know that's you know that I to Josh Norman I say props. You know, like you you props. know you play football you, yeah, props. Like, you might as well, He's bro. Gonna it's, Der-
0: like a rag doll. it's
1: Derrick Henry, but he tried. Like, I'd rather have that than somebody, like, just half-assed and not give me any effort. But That's probably the most disrespectful thing I've seen on the football field. No, it, it was. Like, it was not a good look, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to get mad at a corner for, you know, trying to tackle Derrick Henry. Like, I mean, it was a nice highlight play, but I'm not I'm not going to get mad at Josh Norman for that.
0: I'm not mad at like, Josh Norman. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like, he, he – he... Made the wrong business decision that day. That's all. But but
1: what would you rather him do? Just let Derrick Henry go by?
0: Go uh, for the legs?
1: I don't know. Go for, go for the legs, man. Just go for the. We're when winning. When go down, for, go the, for legs. the legs. Okay. All right. All right, and go for go the legs, day. even though Derrick Derrick look- Henry is probably stronger than any other back in the NFL. So good luck getting him at for the, legs. the legs.
0: You're gonna look just like that. At least if you go for the legs, you don't get put on the highlight reel. That like
1: is that. true. That is true. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, man, yeah. the Titans—they definitely look like contenders right now. They they're they look comfortable in the offense. Like Tannehill looks comfortable this year, which I really like. I think Vrabel's a good coach. Um, they've got a little bit of swagger to him that I think's annoying, but they also beat the Ravens in the playoffs last year, so I'm a little biased. Um, but, no, they look like a good team right now. Their defense is good. Obviously, getting jadavian Clowney really helps. I think they might have the best safety duo in the NFL with Ficaro and Bayard back there. So I, I, I would buy the Titans as uh, contenders right now.
0: Yeah, as long as they had Derrick Henry back there, they're going to contend with anybody. That's a big dude. And they can control the game with him. And I'm going to give props to Tannehill, too. He's he's really played, played well in that offense. Even going back to last year, it was 21-28 last week. 195 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, four, four rushes for about 42 yards and a touchdown as well. So, the man played pretty well. And he's, he's not lighting it up, but he's doing enough. You know, he's... he's playing well in that offense and that's all you can really ask from a guy
1: yeah that's all that's all you have to do right in that in that offense Yep. Yeah, and then uh on the other side it looks like
0: josh allen came back the came back to earth just a little bit last week Twenty twenty six 26 to 41 236 two touchdowns two picks took a sack only had 18 yards rushing so um he started off hot but maybe just maybe we might start to see him just come back to earth just a little bit
1: yeah, I think it was bound to happen at some point. I mean, he was, he was playing such great football through the first four weeks. Um, Probably the best test yet so far for them uh, was the Titans' D. I mean, the Rams have a good D, and Josh Allen played a really good game that day. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Titans' D, I would say, is the best. Um, but I think the storyline to look for now is how will he bounce back mm-hmm. from that? And they have the Chiefs at home on Monday night. So that'll be definitely interesting to me because I think if – if he loses two in a row and looks bad, then okay, like, yeah, he's definitely back down to earth. But, like, if he's able to bounce back and, you know, beat Kansas City, then I think I'll have to give him some major props.
2: That's fair.
0: That's fair. We can do that. But they only had 95 yards rushing last week. So, that I mean, that has improved. You're not going to win a game 95 yards rushing. No, no way. As Bruce Irvin said on Twitter, Uh, maybe they just didn't want to, the Titans had a COVID outbreak. So he doesn't blame the bills for not wanting to tackle any of the Titans. (laughs) They don't want to get COVID. So, uh, (laughs)
1: Bruce
0: Irvin was on the, I don't know what was on that. That man was going off that night. I don't know what he must've been drinking or something, man. He was going off. It was, he
1: said. I don't blame the Bills. All that COVID the Titans had. I'd be out there <laughs> running away from the ass, not trying to get touched. Ew, don't bring that ass over here. <laughs> That's a funny dude.
0: Uh man, he was going off all night. Wow. <laughs> that was... <laughs> don't bring it over here, man. So I guess can't blame the Bills for this one. We'll see how they bounce back next week against the Chiefs. All right, and then last up, Justin Herbert, man. I... The dude keeps, he continues to ball out. I mean, they lost last week, but it wasn't really his fault. He made all the plays he needed to make in that game. And they couldn't get it done in overtime against the Saints, losing 30 to 27. But he's really impressed me so far this season. And uh, he honestly wasn't even supposed to play. I mean, it's it, the way it happened, you know, sad that Tyrod, Tyler, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And that's the reason why he lost his job. But, I mean, Herbert's done nothing but step up, you know. Step up and uh, prove he's worthy. So far, I guess, you know, it's only six games, right? So a lot can happen. But so far, prove he's worthy of that number six pick they spent on him. It was 20-34 uh, last week, 264, four touchdowns. He did he get get hit. He took three sacks in that game. But, I mean, from a rookie quarterback, Going against the Saints, who are you know one of the better teams in the NFC, he did all he he did whatever he was what he's asked of, and without Austin Eckler, that running game is not as as strong as it normally is, and he still went t- head to toe with uh, Drew Brees, toe to toe.
1: Yeah, not a great O line, uh, limited Keenan Allen, uh, no Austin Eckler, and he still found a way to ball out uh, in the Superdome, so I got to give him a lot of credit. Um, Justin Herbert does look like that guy, like you said. I mean, big dude, 6'5", strong, can, you know, really air it out down the field. Uh, We saw that a couple times on Monday night. And like you said, it is unfortunate the way Tyrod Taylor lost his job, especially because it kind of happened the same way in Cleveland uh, when he got a concussion and then Baker Mayfield took over. So it's tough that it's happened to him twice, but Herbert definitely seems like that guy. And if you're the Chargers, uh, just go get some playmakers around him because he's shown that he can make the plays. I mean, Mike Williams has got to be loving it, because he just throws the ball up for him. And mm-hmm. Mike Williams was going up and making plays on Monday night. So, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, so far, you know, only five weeks, but it definitely looks like Herbert is that guy. Um, I just hope that people don't put too much pressure on him if he doesn't succeed this year, because they're not that good of a team right now. So I can't put, you know... Even if they don't win, if he looks good, then the wins will come later. So I, I've definitely been impressed with Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And um, I, I didn't watch the game, so I can't say. But uh, I don't know if Anthony Lynn's going to be there much longer. He keeps making mistakes, man. Keeps. Uh, I mean, he's he's cost the Chargers a few victories this season. I can't say that. So they shouldn't be one and four. I mean, they have a they have a Super Bowl caliber defense, even with Darwin James out, and they're still in in a lot of games. So. It's probably last year there, so next year, Herbert will probably have a a different coach making decisions for him and maybe it result in a few more wins for him.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks this year, but it it definitely seemed like uh, Anthony Lynn was, like, a little biased towards Tyrod. Like, I get it. He's the vet. You want to give him a chance. But, you know, you could see the players are like, oh, 10 can sling it. Like, number 10 Mm -hmm. can sling it. So, yeah, we'll see um, how that goes.
0: Yeah, no, they definitely were, they definitely, I mean, the players definitely were looking like they kind of saw it in Justin Herbert, but, and even like when Anthony Lynn got hurt, he was saying, well, when Tyrod comes back, he's going to be a starter because he didn't, he didn't do anything to like lose a job, but the dude, he didn't, it's not his fault that the, the doctor, like, you know, punctured his lung, giving him the shot. Yeah. But Justin Herbert in week one came out of what he had, three 300 yards passing?
1: Uh, week two, uh, week, something week like two that. I mean, one, but-
0: the week he started, like he 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 played real, he played well enough to like win the job, right? And I think, had we had preseason two, Justin Herbert may have had a better shot at win, winning the job, but he has it now, so he, he's taking it and running with it. And then, if you look at uh, Drew Brees on the other hand, this week, I mean, he had 300 yards passing, right? But that look doesn't look right. I mean, I guess, but I just don't. I think it's, Drew Brees is done, man. He's just – he can't do it anymore. Uh, I think – I don't think the Saints are going to – they may win the division, but they're not going to do much in the playoffs. Drew Brees is, is just – he's done. And mm. if they won't let Taysom Hill go. That's not going to do anything for him. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't count the Saints completely out yet. I mean, Drew Brees is, un- like, he doesn't look as good throwing the ball down the field, but he looked much better in the second half than the first. Like you said, I mean, this final stat line was still, like, pretty impressive. 325, um, 33 for uh, 47 uh with a touchdown. And the thing about Drew Brees, he's got playmakers, and he's missing his best receiver. So I think that the Saints will be fine. They, they'll they be a playoff team. I Like you said, I don't think that they are a Super Bowl contender right now but I'm still not going to count Drew Brees. Out. I think Drew Brees is smart enough to know when his time has come. And I think he'll just retire when, when that is. Um, I don't know if that'll be after this season after next, but like Drew Brees is still on the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL. Like if you ranked every quarterback in the NFL, Drew Brees is still in the top half. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to count Drew out yet, especially with how smart he is. Uh, even what he may lack in physical abilities at this point, he, he, makes up for with how smart he is with the football um and alvin kamara has been having a great season like i already said michael thomas is out so we'll wait and see we'll wait and see it's still early in the season um i wouldn't bet bet against drew Brees yet
0: top half of the quarter top half in the league in quarterbacks
1: what number would you put them I don't know. Then I'd have to go through and rank everything. But I'm, I'm just still saying. I'm just saying. Like, is he is he towards the top of that list
0: or he deep more towards the
1: back of that list? He's probably in the middle. He's probably in that eight to nine range. Okay. Average but six yards to pass. All right.
0: Uh, he can't throw, but we'll see. He's an shot. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You say give him. You say he's smart enough to to know. So we gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. We gonna we gonna see, see what Drew Brees has comes when it comes late in the season. We'll see what he has.
1: We will. We will.
0: All right, over to the college ranks. This weekend we got a huge matchup between the Dogs and the Crimson Tide. Georgia travels to Alabama this weekend. Uh, the big story from this game though is Nick Saban has come down with COVID nineteen. It was announced earlier this week, so he will not be on the sideline for this game. And that's huge, you know. Uh, there's ob- obviously the stat that Nick Saban hasn't lost to any of his assistants so far, and Georgia and Alabama have played a few times over the past years in big games, the national championship game, the uh, SEC championship game they played, and Alabama's gotten the better of Georgia purpose every time. This time was feeling different, obviously, but with Saban on the sideline, you obviously can never count Alabama out. And Alabama gave up about 50, 60 points last week to um, Ole Miss, and not a good showing. And this. May seem like the, the recipe for I mean we'll pick the game later, Davis, but this just, just kind of setting up for a Georgia victory. What
1: do you think? For a Georgia victory, uh, Georgia's offense has got to be better than Alabama's defense. I think that I don't I don't think that Georgia's defense will dominate Alabama's offense. I don't think Alabama's offense will dominate Georgia's defense. So I think that for Georgia, what they have to do is look at what Ole Miss did, find a way to expose that Alabama defense. Um, their starting safety will be out for the first half because of the targeting mm-hmm. um late in the game against Ole Miss last week. And Zamir White's got to get going on the ground. Uh he needs to have his best game of the season so far. He I think he's a, a beast. Uh the offensive line looked more comfortable in the second half last week against Tennessee. So keep that momentum going. Uh run the ball well. Uh to set up some big plays for Stetson Bennett over the top, get George Pickens going. For for Georgia. I just think their offense has got to come to life. And if they can be better than the Alabama defense consistently, then I think uh, that's what Georgia will have to do to win this game.
0: Yeah, I said it last week, too.
1: Let me get these these stats real quick.
0: So last week to uh, Ole Miss, Alabama gave up 268 yards rushing, 379 yards passing. So just not a great showing for them. And they gave up a lot of points, too. 31 first downs like they it wasn't good for bama's defense last week and it could have just been that it was a bad week i mean look i mean we know that lane kiffin coached there so he kind of just knows alabama's offense so 63 48 was the final score of that game um but i'm surprised that uh, old miss didn't score 60 last week that's how hot they were but lane kiffin knows alabama's offense so he, he knows how to he knows their defense. He knows how to scheme against them. So, I mean, you got to give some credit to that. Is Alabama's off defense as good as they normally been? Probably not. But it's still Alabama. And whenever Nick Saban's on the sideline, which he won't be this weekend, it'll be, you know, you can never count them out of anything, right? But this is the week, like I said last week, that Stetson Bennett is going to have to prove that he's the guy, right? So this is going to be his biggest t- this his biggest test. This is going to be the game that he's going to have to make He's gonna have to make six, six, seven plays in this game to, to really be effective. I mean, there are gonna be times in the third and fourth quarter where he's gonna have to make a throw. And this is we'll see if Stetson Bennett is the guy for Georgia that can right. win him national championship. If he can make the plays in this game to make it happen. It's gonna be some in the first half, but more importantly, in the second half, when the game gets tight in the fourth quarter, and there's like five, six minutes left, and Georgia needs a third needs to convert on a third down. Can Stetson Bennett make the throw? Can he right. make the play? Can he make the big play over top? you know, over Alabama's defense, and this is this is that game. And, I mean, I, you know, if, if a Georgia fan, you hope so, but we haven't seen it yet, so this is when we really see it. When, you know, when your pressure, pressure is the burst pipes or it makes diamonds, and then we'll see this week.
1: Absolutely, like, and he man. made
0: some – oh,
1: go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, you got it, Greg. Go, ahead. go
1: ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, he made some pretty impressive throws in the second half last week um that that I was happy about so we'll see also for Georgia I would not panic like if if Stetson Bennett struggles on the first few possessions like don't there's no need to make a switch like I know you know people are Georgia fans are going to be calling for JT Daniels if Stetson Bennett struggles the first you know couple drives but like I would not worry about that and especially if we go down don't throw JT Daniels in there that wouldn't be fair to him like his first action in over a year to be at Alabama like if you want to start JT Daniels, start him from the week. So Stetson's going to be the guy this week. I I think he's going to play well, at least well enough. Um, you know, he's shown that I think his jitters are probably gone by now. I mean, obviously, this is the biggest game of the season, but he's already faced Auburn and Tennessee at home, which are, you know, big rivalry games, and he's played pretty well uh, through both of those. So I'm, I'm actually more comfortable with Stetson Bennett than certainly I was two weeks ago. Um, and so we'll just see. But I, I feel better about that than I did uh, before the Auburn game, for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm not – that's not – you're right. That's not fair to uh, Stetson Bennett if he does struggle, you know, to to pull him in the
1: first couple right. of plays. because like I that. know you Georgia can't... fans will definitely be pushing for that if he struggles no. the first few possessions. No, you can't
0: do that. You got to let him work through it. You know, I mean, it's going to be t- He's never been in the spot before. I mean, they're gonna be. It won't be a packed house down there, but it'll be a night game at Alabama on the road. There'll be there'll be plenty of fans there. There'll be plenty of noise. Like he hasn't been in an environment like that before, so that's not easy to 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 play in. Like you got to get adjusted to that. So it may take him a first a few a few drives to kind of get his feet set and get and get the nerves out, get the butterflies out, and get ready to go. You got to give him time. But it'll be very clear midway through the game, late into the game, if he can't handle this, handle this environment. But at that point, like, do you go to JT Daniels at that point? Like, third quarter, if he's not doing it, do you go to JT
1: Daniels? I, I wouldn't, but, you know, especially if it's a close game, then I, I wouldn't. But, you know, if if Kirby thinks that, you know, JT Daniels down, down really
0: – right? Let's say they're down 10, and the offense just isn't doing – like, the offense just keeps stalling. It's not, it's not doing anything. Do you make the move?
1: No, I don't. I mean, I don't throw them in. I don't throw them in this game. I just I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if the if the offense is str- is like completely sputtering. That means we're not able to run the ball at all. So I would try and make adjustments through the run game to try and set up Stetson Bennett for better passing opportunities, because that's what Georgia is. I mean, they're a run first team. And and that's going to lead to Stetson Bennett being able to make some throws. So that's what I would do. I wouldn't put JT Daniels in this game, but that's just me personally.
2: All right.
0: Fair enough. All right. So uh, last week, Dan Mullen, I'm, he, he said uh, that he wanted to swap full for this week's game against the LSU Tigers. Now there is no game. The swamp is empty. How about that, Dan Mullen? Uh, I just—it was funny. He wanted ninety thousand people in there with the in a global pandemic, right? And then now the game is canceled because Florida has a COVID outbreak. So, uh, be careful, man. Not, not the like, not the wishing thing about anybody. Hope they all recover. But it's like, come on, man. Him doing that. Yeah, no, I man. mean,
1: I just, I just found it funny that he was like blaming the loss on the crowd size. Like, bro, you just lost to Texas A and M. Like, what are you? <laughs> well, like you lost because of the crowd size, or you lost because you can't stop anybody on defense because it's bad this year. So, yeah, I mean, Dan Mullen, obviously, I'm not very much of a fan. Um, he he kind of just like I feel like he kind of wants to be Kirby Smart with that personality, but like he's never beat Kirby Smart. So, No, he hasn't. Um, I don't know, I'm not a fan. Obviously, that's a dumb statement, and now they're not even playing the game um but yeah just to blame it on the crowd size was just dumb to me like you know especially you're playing LSU like they're not even good this year you, you know if yeah. you need 90,000 fans to beat them then that says more about you than it does about like the crowd I don't know it's yeah. just dumb to me it's like it's really dumb as a whole to me
0: no it was dumb like it, it was really dumb that that no that's dumb I mean like come on now you gotta learn to play you gotta be at a play regardless of uh who's there or not Now, I will say uh, there were a lot of people at that game, more than I would have expected to be at a football game.
1: No, it did look pretty packed. (laughs) So a little, 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 little little shaky there. Um, But, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas, so I guess that includes That is very
0: true. Everything is bigger in Texas, apparently, but uh, even the women. But uh, I I didn't – I mean, I looked a little bit scary, but I I guess, you know, I mean, that's what they want to do, so have fun with it, I guess, you know. They feel it, if it's safe for them, go ahead and do it. Knock it out. All right. Uh, Davis, last night, Georgia State was on uh, ESPN, like the big ESPN, not like big league. ESPN. Right, right, right. ESPN, right. They were on big ESPN, but they lost to the Arkansas State Red Wolves. So I would say four years ago, Georgia State didn't even belong in the same field as Arkansas State. And Arkansas State's probably not as good as they were a few years ago, but even then, just the point, like, they're one of the better teams in the Sun Belt, and Georgia State wasn't on the same field as them. And that last night, they they were. They went and had to toe with them, but they didn't finish it. And so now I think Georgia State has come a long way as a program, and their offense is really, really good. Like, really good. You know, they put up what uh fifty two points yesterday. They yeah, put up 52. a lot of points. Yeah, but they they couldn't close out a game. And now, like, as far as they've come, they have they have to take that next step and that is finishing games. They've had several games, like the Louisiana game earlier in the season they had, and they didn't finish it out. they have had a few games over the last few years that they've they've had, and they've been in the game, but they couldn't close it out. So I think the program now is at that point where it's, it's okay to say, all right, you know, guys, we were playing better, but now you have to, like, win these games. You can't just say, oh, well, we're, at least we're in the games. Like, that's not good enough anymore. You know, they got to take that next step.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I mean, like you said, obviously, that's, you know, we both, you know, we met at George State, um, you know, at the games and stuff. So, right. you know, we used yeah. to see a team that, you know, could barely score <clears throat> 24 on offense to now this high-flying 52-point um, scoring offense. And now it's kind of the opposite because when, when I was there, you know, they had Chandon Sullivan, Jerome Smith, so they were better on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they just can't stop anybody. So. I mean, it definitely makes it more fun to watch. But uh, Sean Elliott's built a good program at Georgia State, man. And I definitely think it's the premier uh, program in the Sun Belt. I think it'll turn into that. Like, I think if you're a recruit, like, Georgia State's going to stand out more than any other school in that conference. Just being it's in downtown recruit, Atlanta.
0: Atlanta. How many? Like, yeah, no exactly. To offer you that.
1: Being able to play in, you know, one of the cooler stadiums in college football, in my opinion, being at uh, the old Turner Field, now Georgia State Stadium, now Center Park Credit Union Stadium. That's too long, but whatever. Um so yeah, no, like you said, I mean, take that next step, start competing for some belt championships, and that's gotta start with uh George State picking it up on the defensive end. Um, you know, Sean Elliott's an offensive guy. He's done a great job coaching offense. Uh the new quarterback's really good. Cornelius Brown. Wow. Uh three hundred four Yeah, he, I mean, he played pretty well last night, uh three hundred and fourteen yards and three touchdowns. Um so, like you said, I, I mean, in my opinion, the next step is to start competing for Sun belt Championships. They played Louisiana, who was ranked at the time, really close. Uh, probably should have won that game. And last night, they definitely had an opportunity as well. So, for Georgia State, I think it's just building on that momentum, not folding on the season. Uh, still got a long way to go, and a lot of teams that uh, Georgia State can definitely beat, in my opinion.
0: I agree. agree. Like last night, it was a very wonderful game. I mean, they had – Two hundred sixty nine yards rushing, and then they had 3- hundred fourteen yards passing, but they gave up five hundred and fifty one yards passing. So that's not gonna. That's not good. Yeah, that's not they cut. give up five hundred yards <laughs> passing. That's bad. That's like historically bad. So um, someone got a chance for that defense. They have good players on defense, but I mean, apparently the, the defensive coordinator didn't make the trip, and so that was uh, probably, apparently probably no. Like I think he really didn't make the trip. Like not.
1: No, like, I know, no, but like, I'm saying like, yeah, I could tell. <laughs> so
0: he was calling plays on zoom (laughs) we've seen seen some rough days from georgia state uh and last night was rough but for a different reason right we not getting blown out again but
1: right 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 no i mean i remember uh the year that i was there they it was the year that they went to they won. it was the year they won the bowl game so it was a good year for them but they went like one and five at home and five and one on the road so yes. like every game that I would be at, we just lost except for one. Yeah. So now they've definitely come a, a long way though. Um, I think it's just being consistent, and like I said, uh, starting to compete for Sunbelt Belt championships.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agree. Well, they'll take it one day, right? Hopefully. I had Tom Herman and Texas on there, but I don't want to talk about Texas. So. Uh, yeah, I no,
1: agree. I just, I'm with you. Like they're they're soft. They're not good. You know. They
0: came back to just. Oh, they They're irrelevant. They're,
1: They're an irrelevant program. All right. And then the
0: Big Ten comes back next week. Uh, we'll let Marcus come on next week. To talk. I mean, he loves Michigan, so we'll talk about that. But, I mean, obviously the Big Ten – well, they play nine games, right? So, the conference championship. And then the, the last week of the season, they'll, they'll match up teams based on some formula, however they figure it out. But, uh, obviously, the Big Ten wants to get Ohio State into the playoff. It's the only team that has a shot at the playoff this year. So, that's – we got a season. Eight games, no room for error, no bye weeks or anything. So if anything happens, uh they're screwed. So they're I mean they have to miss a game or two. They don't have any room for any to for any missed games. So they're going eight nine weeks straight through. So
1: Yeah, that's definitely uh, yeah, I I didn't even think about that, but that's a very interesting point. You know, what will they do if uh, you know, there are two, if there will be outbreaks. I mean, I know that's why the SEC uh kind of left. I think there's a week in between the SEC championship. And uh, the end of the regular season for that reason. Um, so that'll be interesting for sure. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. So, mean, but I, I obviously they're going to get Ohio state. in. If, if Ohio state runs the table, they're, they're, there's nobody not, they don't get into the playoffs and they want. The- oh
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think honestly this year in the big 10, like I'm sorry to say it, but it's Ohio state versus the field pretty much.
0: No, I, and I agree 100%. I'm not offended by that statement. It, it is definitely Ohio state against the field, but Hey, uh, it is what it is, you know? That's what happens. I'm I'm not going to go on a rant today. You notice, right? I didn't even talk about the Lions this week. Very, very good. Pro- That's progress, man. It's progress. It is, man. No Lions.
1: And if I talk Michigan,
0: am going to get depressed as as well. So I'm not going to do that this way. Uh, it's all good. I'm not going to do that.
1: I'm John is go. the superior Harbaugh.
0: John is a serious superior Harbaugh. You're right. And I'm not going to get down by talking about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh's disappointment <laughs> for me. But, you know, Joe Milton... Well, we'll, I'm gonna we'll leave it for hard. next week we'll leave it for next week you're right next week all right man let's get into the picks first up we got number one clemson traveling to atlanta to face the yellow jackets clemson is a 27 point favorite. point favor i will be in attendance for this game so hopefully it was it is a good one to watch davis where are you going with this one
1: wait real quick did you uh did you tally up the picks from last week
0: I did. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, okay, because
1: mine, mine were horrible. Like, I think I went probably two and eight last week.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you got to – well, your your lock got you, like, two wins, so you actually – Okay. Three – you got five wins last week.
1: Okay, okay. All right, that's better than I thought. That's better than I thought. Who was my lock last
0: week? Your lock was Oklahoma.
1: Okay, cool,
2: cool. I got six wins.
1: No, I got seven last week. Nice. OK, that's that's. Yeah, I, I felt like I missed everything last week, but at least Oklahoma saved me. Hey, um, I'll go. So this week, I'll I'll take Clemson uh, four scores over Georgia Tech. They're that much better than Georgia Tech. So I feel comfortable with that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was there last week, too, when Georgia Tech played Louisville Friday
0: Night Lights. It was it was good. You know, Georgia Georgia Tech really stepped it up in the second half. But Clemson is no Louisville. So I got to go with the Tigers in this one. Game number two, we got the number 15 Auburn Tigers. They're traveling to South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. Auburn's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Davis, who you got?
1: This might be my upset of the week. I'm going to look at the rest and see. But, yeah, this might be my upset of the week. I think I'll take uh, South Carolina to at least cover. They could win that game, but Auburn has not looked that good. They could have lost Arkansas very easily last week. Um, Obviously got dominated by Georgia. So I'm gonna pick the Gamecocks in that one. Yeah, man. You know what? Yes, you your upset of the week. That'll be my upset of the week.
2: All right.
0: I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with South Carolina. I don't like the way Auburn's look, but that's not gonna be my. That's not gonna be my <laughs> upset of the week, though. But I don't. Auburn does not look good this year, man. They really haven't, and they're locked in the Gus Malzahn for, Lord knows how long. uh, Yeah, so uh, not looking good. All right. Great. The Louisville Cardinals coming off of a bad loss to Georgia Tech, traveling to to South Bend and take on the Notre Dame, fighting Irish. The Irish are 17-point favorites in this one. David. So you got?
1: I'll take Notre Dame. Uh, Like you said, Louisville was really bad last week against Georgia Tech. Uh, They got blown out by Miami as well earlier in the season. So I feel comfortable that Notre Dame will take care of business at home.
0: Yeah, I'm going to make this my lock of the week. (laughs) Lock that one in.
1: After seeing uh, Louisville in person?
0: <laughs> yeah, lock it in. 17 points is nothing going to get that one easy. All right, uh, number five, UNC, 13 and a half. Point favorite is they travel to uh,
1: travel to Tallahassee to take on the, the nose so you got, Davis? I'll take uh, UNC. Uh, Florida State has not played great football this year. Um, they were playing really close with Jacksonville State at home, so I don't think it will be anything for UNC to win by two touchdowns.
0: All right. I agree with you on that one. I'm gonna go UNC. Florida State is is really bad. They are they're just dreadful. All right, and then the big one, the dogs travel to T Town to face off against the Crimson Tide. The Tide are a four and a half point favorite. Davis, is it true that after last week you went out and purchased a uh, mailman hat and pretended to be Stetson Bennett around campus? Is that true?
1: Man, I mean, I don't know, I don't know who tipped you on that one, but like, <laughs> I was running around in the full postal service uh, uniform after last week, so you know, I, I think I got to do it again this Saturday. I'll take, I'll take Georgia, definitely to cover, hopefully to win. Um, I'll take, I'll take Georgia in this one. You the dogs this is
0: my upset of the week. I'm going with the dogs. I
1: think. Let's they, they go. Would All right, cover. see, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, definitely
0: cover this week. Uh I like that. Nick Saban is not there. That's going to make a really big impact and more than people want to give it credit for, but him not being there is going to, is going to help. Kirby. you know, uh, Kirby Kirby doesn't have a reason to make that mental error. He always makes a mental error now going against Saban, but now he doesn't have a reason there because Saban's not there. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's do it. All right. Now to the NFL. First game we got the Cardinals and and pretty much a pick them there. One and a half point favorites that they travel
1: to uh, Dallas to take on the Cowboys, who you got, Davis? I'll take the Cardinals. I think it could be a trap game. Uh the, the teams that they've beat haven't been great. They really struggled on the road. Uh last time they went to Carolina. Obviously they were able to bounce back against a really bad Jets team. I'll take the Cardinals. I'm a little skeptical on that pick, but uh, you know, Dallas without Dak is not um the same team. So I'll take uh Kyler and D hop to cover and win that game.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one, man. I mean, Dallas' defense is bad, so I mean that's what gives me hope for Arizona. But Arizona, they haven't looked great in the past few weeks. They've kind of they started off really hot, and they've kind of ever since that Detroit game, they haven't they haven't been the same team. So with that being said, I'm gonna go with Dallas in this one. I'm I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I think offensively they'll be able to do enough, even with uh, I mean they still got a lot of weapons. So Andy Dalton's not not he's not Dak, but he'd be able to keep you know whole water at least I should say. Alright, we got the Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to face off against the Steelers.
1: Steelers are three and a half point favorite. Davis, who are you going with? I'll take. Oh, this is tough. That's a that's a good that's a good spread, Vegas. That's a that's a good spread there. What they um, do. Is, are you, I'll let you go ahead and take this one first.
0: No. Alright. I'm gonna I'm a regret doing this. Give me Baker. And the Browns, I think they're going to cover. They're going to win the game, too. I don't, I don't believe in Pittsburgh. I don't think they've played anyone great so far. So give me the Browns. They're going to prove it this weekend. The Browns, for a week, for a week, only this week, have changed their the, the the tone around their franchise. Not buying all the way in yet, but this week, I'm going with them.
1: Yeah, Um. the Steelers, Uh. the opponent win percentage that the Steelers have played so far is 0. .184. So they have played absolutely nobody. Um, Nobody, no. I'll take them because they're at home, and I don't know if Cleveland's like fully turned the page yet. So I'll take them because they're at home. I really don't like that spread though. Like, I think if it was two and a half, I would definitely take them. I'll take the Steelers. Whatever. I really hate both of these teams. I hope they. I wish they could both lose, but I'll take the Steelers at home.
0: Yeah. All right, game number three. This is gonna be a really good one, man. This is this is probably the game of the week. In a pick'em, we got the Packers traveling to Tampa to face off against Brady and the Bucks. Davis, where are you going in this one?
1: Yeah, I mean Brady and the Bucks have been exciting. I don't know what Chris Godwin and Mike Evans' health status is this week. Hopefully they'll both play. But Green Bay's been on fire. They're coming off a bye, so they're going to be well rested. Uh only one point. That's my lock of the week. Uh Packers over the Buccaneers. All right. I'm going to go with the Packers. Well, I already
0: used my lock, but yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm going to go with the Packers in that one. As well, the Bucks are... They're okay, but I don't think they're great. You no, know, I think they're just okay.
1: Right, they're a good team. They're and a good team. And the Packers... The Packers the Green Packers Bay the is playing right. great.
0: Yeah, Green Bay has been playing great. You're right. All right, and getting before... This is probably the worst. I mean, like, the worst game of the week. I don't even know why I put this on here. It's absolute uh, S-show. I, I don't want to say the word. Uh, S-show. I think you should know what I mean by that. All right, the, the, the Lions travel to Jacksonville. Lions are somehow, somehow a three point, I don't know how, but they're somehow a three point favorite, which says a lot about the Jaguars. So Davis, where are you going?
1: I'm definitely taking the Lions here this week. They're, they're a much better team, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I'll definitely take the Lions, my guy DeAndre Swift, Matthew Stafford, playing against a pretty bad Jacksonville team, uh, who's lost four in a row. So I'll take the I'll take the Lions, man. Coming off a bye. They're they're well rested, they feel good. Uh, and they're gonna get this win, Chris. You're gonna, you're gonna get that uh, victory Monday feeling.
0: Both of you hate me too. You and the Lions just hate me and my sanity, don't you? Both of you. Uh, I learned a long time ago that you never pick a, you never. The Lions just—they're, you know what? They're gonna spite you regardless because, like, they're just not gonna lose this game. They're just not. I just know it. But you know what? For my sanity, I'm gonna pick them and lose. Give me the, give me the Jags,
1: man. The Jags.
0: And in, in the in the game the Lions shouldn't lose, right? In the game they should not lose, they're gonna lose it because I know them, I know what they do. But you know what? But since I'm saying that they're gonna lose, they're gonna win just despite. I know it, I know it, I know they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it despite us and oh, yeah, the rest girl. of the Lions. They're gonna do it. They're gonna win. I know. it. Our right, last game of the week, we got the defending champs, the four and a half point favorite as they travel to Buffalo to take the Bills. Who you got, Davis?
1: I'll take the defending champs uh, by a touchdown. It'll be a close game. Both teams are coming off losses, so it'll be interesting how they bounce back, but I definitely trust Patrick Mahomes more than Josh Allen. So I'll take the Chiefs.
0: Chiefs? All right, yeah, I agree. I mean, the Chiefs are... We'll go with the Chiefs in this one as well. I don't know if Le'Veon's going to play this week. Probably not, but... No, uh, probably not. I like... uh, They're just too good, but I I do think that the Bills will, will keep it close. You know, the Bills will... Will definitely be in the game. Josh, Josh Allen, he looked to have a big bounce back from his awful performance last week, but it won't be enough. So give me the Chiefs in that one, and that will do it unless David has Davis has anything else for us.
1: Nah, man. I mean, hopefully, if Georgia wins this game, I'm gonna be feeling really good. As you should, man. You should feel good. Like I think, like I think, like this has got to be the year. Like, come on, like this is the best Georgia defense I think I've ever seen.
0: All right, well, let's hope. Let's hope for the best defense right. you've ever seen. just want to take a quick break and let you guys know that you can now find us on Spotify at Average Sports Guy, all lowercase, all one word. You can also follow us on Google Podcasts and Podbean, as well Alrighty, as SoundCloud. Everyone, now, I let's get to so part two of today's Journey's episode, we we'll T's talk about long, the NBA T's. finals. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on again. Of course, as always, always, Um, so... See, NBA season's done. It's, it's all over with. The Lakers won their 17th championship in league history, beating the Miami Heat four games to two. Um, and what was a blowout in Game Six, I should say. But Miami gave it all gave it all they had. Before we talk about the finals, though, just recap the season real quick. We we'll started in the season started last October and it ended this October, right? So a full year, like a full pretty much 12 months or 11 and a half, whatever you want to call it. Of, Basketball, of course, we had the pause from March until you know, late J- middle of July when they got started again. But all in all, I guess you know, kind of two parts to the season, and, and both were good. The second part was obviously a lot better than the first, just given the circumstance of the virus and how to. And I will say, NBA played this entire time, this entire bubble was zero positive COVID cases, which is extremely impressive. Obviously, if you have everyone in the bubble getting tested and you know, quarantined and doing what they need to do it's going to be hard to obviously get it. But still, props to them for making it this long without any outbreaks, any any uh, cases at all. And then, the, the, I mean, the product they put on inside the bubble was amazing. You we, we haven't seen guys, but it's hard in I don't know how long. The storylines that came out of it, Jimmy Butler in, in the heat, making it all the way to the finals, Jimmy proving that he wasn't the problem in these other places, that it was just the other guys around him. Now he's finally in the place that fits him. You know, yeah, Devin Booker in the playing games. He going eight and eight T J Warren coming out scoring fifty points a couple of times. Like it's just so much from this this season and the bubble. I guess not the season's finally over teased. I guess what, what can you kinda of say on the just the season as a whole?
3: I think they did a great job on um giving us a package that we could watch and be proud of and support. Um it was some bumps in the road, but I think it was the best that they could do and no, and no, no outbreaks, no, no positive tests and all of that great stuff. So yeah, the NBA did a good job. Like it, it was different. It was different, but at least we had it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to hoping that it was there. So yeah, it was pretty good. If I might say it, it, it worked out. It worked out. Okay.
0: Agree. It it worked out okay. And just looking at the comparison between the two parts of the season, like I was remember being at games not even, you know, I guess it seems like a long time ago and so much has changed since then, but just being at games that parts of last year, being in the locker room, you know, being able to talk to players and things like that. Now I've covered two college football games and they've been on Zoom. Uh you watch an empty arena. So I guess just to see the, the stark difference in the same season what it was and, and uh just how different things You know where they when they started and how to end it. It's just interesting to see. But uh, back back to the finals. I'll say that, like I mentioned, the Lakers beat the Heat four games to two. The Heat gave it all they had, but in the end, it just wasn't enough to uh, upseat the Lakers. Now LeBron has his fourth championship, Mm fourth finals. Um, Uh yeah. So game six was 106-93. I mean, the Heat made it close like but it wasn't really close. But were we senti? I just think the heat
3: were gas. Like we were just talking about it before we came on the air, like they were gassed. Like they I Yeah, they were tired. Like Jimmy, you could see Jim, Jim was tired. And mm-hmm. not tired when the game started and stuff, but the your body and stuff wears down. Yeah. Um and you gotta deal with every team's best player mm-hmm. as Jim was able to do. That's why he's one of my favorite players and people know that follow me on Instagram, he's one of my favorite players in the league mm-hmm. um easily top three or top five whatever whatever i think about but mm-hmm. um yeah he's got a guard your toughest player every night he does a great job at it but the lakers did they, did their job but man they Heat battle they battled as best they could and those were the two best teams those were the two teams you we i predicted it but i said that and Overall, those are the two teams we wanted to see play one another. So that was
0: it, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, based on the bubble and how things played out, those were yeah I mean, they right? they played the best and the playoffs. go uh-huh. they played the best two, the best two of the teams that you know did the best two teams in the playoffs. So, um, you got what you wanted. You know, you can. I mean, like even that Boston had one. Boston wasn't gonna do much more than Miami was gonna do anyway. So you know, right. at least we got to see. Jimmy Butler, give it, like I, I, one thing I knew about the Heat—they're tough, they're scrappy, they don't give it all they got. I don't know if I can say that about Boston. They're not as scrappy as the Heat are, so you know it would have been a different, different style. Not nearly. No, so uh, everything's worked out how they were supposed to. Um, Anthony Davis, I, think- I was very impressed with him this series. He he had a bad game in the Game Three, but rebounded in Game Four, made up for it. Fine. Yep, and he. I mean, he, he proved that he can be a guy, a one a one B, I guess if you want to say, to LeBron's one A. But he proved that he can, he can be that guy to to help carry a mm-hmm. team to a championship, mm-hmm. which is it's, mm-hmm. it was important. You know, that was a big question mark heading in because he had not, he never won anything in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. now he comes to L.A. and jumps right into that role and kind of exceeds and, and excels.
3: There's a lot of pressure on those B guys that people don't want to talk about. The A guys we know they're going to show up. The mm-hmm. role players, we hope they show up.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
3: the role players are in just in the car
2: for the ride.
3: Right. I right. hate say it like that. They're not just in the car, but they're in the car for the ride. They got to do what they have to do when they have to show up. But it's that B guy that without that, that key piece just doesn't go on that connecting piece
2: mm-hmm. we're not
3: where we're supposed to be and Anthony Davis was able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um... And let me say this, Chris, LeBron has mastered making people better around him. Yes. Once you could do that, you're really on to something. But the brother has mastered guys being better around him, whether it's off the court, culturally, or, you know, on. we know on the court, but off the court, he's attractive. You know, they believe in him. They believe in him. Cause we've seen a lot of guys who on the on the field or the court they've been okay, and people believe in them. But off the court, they like I don't even talk to him, I don't even fool with him, or right. whatever. But he's mastered, from what I see. Um, people believe in him, and they want to play with him and play for him too, along at the same time. So that's much respect to him on that.
0: Oh, definitely, man. Look. I saw KCP out there making an impact, and that's what I just knew. Like, I
3: like him. But, Chris, you know, we he's a guy we've liked. Like, he's a guy that can
0: – he can play. When he wants – but, see, you never know what KCP is going to show up. And that's – But guys like LeBron tell him – they make him always
3: want to show up. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to a mid-level team or a sixth or fifth, fifth or sixth seed. Eh. Yeah. But if you're on the team that's supposed to do something – Mm-hmm. guys like that show up. That's our LeBron effect. That's that that's that effect. The Kobe and the Mike and the all these other great ones. That's the effect. Like, yeah, we got it, yeah. I can't let it, I can't let him down or them down or me down.
0: Agreed, agreed. And um he he show, he showed up and I was, you know, very impressed with him. Um and his performance in in games really all series honestly. There was game four down the stretch, he hit a couple of big shots, mm-hmm. made a couple of big plays and that that really mm-hmm. helped the Lakers win that game. Like the Heat were right mm-hmm. there the entire that entire way, and he made some plays down down the stretch that you know helped the heat, helped the Lakers come out on top. So credit to him and and how he played as well. No, no, there's a lot on Danny Green for missing that shot in Game Five, but mm-hmm. and then it comes to did LeBron make the right play? I mean, in that situation, because guys like made, Danny
3: Green didn't play, guys like Danny Green didn't play well. We're Danny Green it. didn't as not play well, and, and thank goodness Pope hit some shots and stuff to make up for because Green didn't play well six to the tail. Say again.
0: Now, i say even Rondo in game six, you know, hit some shots and
3: showed up. Yeah, Rondo was able to fill in for him and Avery Bradley, who, who didn't, who elected not to be a part of the bubble, and he was a mm-hmm. guy that people forget now. But we all thought without Avery Bradley, they might not be able to do much. Rondo sure. was actually able to make up for him. They filled them for one another. You know, Deion Waiters, they tried that. That didn't work, which, which, which I knew it wouldn't. J.R. Smith was a signing for camaraderie and teamship in the locker room. He wasn't going to give you much on the court. So guys like Rondo were covering for Bradley. Even though you signed guys that were supposed to be in Bradley's position, They didn't even touch the floor because guys like Rondo, Pope were were really, like, covering that. And then uh, Caruso, those guys were the ones covering that up. They were the ones who filled in beautifully. Kuzma was suspect also.
2: But Uh, those guys guys made up for a
3: lot of stuff.
2: I mean, but
0: but Kuzma is suspect. He's never – I mean, he's – that's just what he is at this point. He's not. Yeah, a guy he that... yeah,
3: He don't really yeah. He don't he doesn't know his I don't think he really knows his place. I think if the Lakers could have really traded him and got something some more for him or more trade value, they would have. But I'm glad I'm sure he's glad he's there and it worked out and and respect to them for that working out.
0: Yeah, so seeing credit to the Lakers now as another something else for LeBron's legacy and uh, there's always a debate with LeBron, obviously. And this it was did he make the right play in game five passing with Danny Green, which I mean in that situation he's on uh, four people were on him and he kicked out for an open three. You hope that the guy makes an open three. But I mean, you could go a, a lot of different ways. You know, you can not call for a screen or uh to get switched on Duncan Robinson. You can try to take Jimmy Butler one on one. I mean, there's so many different scenarios that could uh, that could have played out, I guess, that I would have mm-hmm. said I would rather done than what they did but mm-hmm. I mean they won mm-hmm. a championship so at the end of the day it doesn't matter but that's just kind of what comes with the territory of LeBron and then even after the finals you know he says he wants his damn respect and he goes on making these posts about social media and this and that so I'm gonna say this I know LeBron fans gonna hop on me and tell me I'm hating they they gonna tell me something I'm doing wrong you know mm-hmm. and I just you know, credit to LeBron again for a massive performance throughout the playoffs year 17 at 35 like it's being the best player on the floor is impressive and you know not many people if any have ever done this before. But I would just say I just I don't really get it like why he's so obsessed with what people think. Like why do you care? Like you know you're four time champion, four time finals MVP, you got millions of dollars, you got a family, business mm-hmm. ventures, like you got everything you could really want in life coming from where he came from. And like mm-hmm. to me I just don't get why he cares about what people what people think so much and why he just and like who Let's be real. Like, you may not like LeBron, and you say, may say, say, whatever. But I mean, most people generally respect LeBron or have a respect for him. There may be mm-hmm. some things that people don't like. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't get where he came from with that damn respect thing. And it was just, I don't know. And and that's it. And that right there is, is, is another reason why people just may not like him. Like, he just, I don't know. It's just something about him that just sometimes just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I try to, I mean, I root for him, you know, I was happy they won, but it's just sometimes like, just, why does it matter? You know,
3: just go keep he going. May, I think he may use that as motivation uh, for him to keep going. Um, you, may look, you may be looking too deep into it. Uh, he probably looks at that as using that to keep motivating him. Because once three kids like you or three fans like you, or you know how that goes, then then five should like you or six more should like you. Yeah. Um, and when you believe you're doing everything right, um and you've you've earned you feel like I'm I'm really like I this is what I do when I'm giving up so much and I've I've received a whole lot and I just think it's motivation for him. I, I don't know if we if you want to look into it any deeper than that at this point in his career. Um and plus damn, he's so good at what he does that I yeah. I just think he
0: uses the as motivation. He could, I guess, he does. It's just weird that he always has a comment about it. Just like, why do you care? Like, why do you like? Why do you care what Skip Bayless thinks? Like, what the hell does he matter to anything? It's you know? probably hard not to
3: for him. It's probably hard not to care. It's probably yeah. hard not to because he hears it, and yeah, you hear those few voices that you're tired of. That you're like, what more do I need to do? I guarantee you when he's done with the game, he'll have a different perspective of it. What is that? It's, 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 I think when he's done with the game, he'll have a different perspective. Because I think oh, yeah. the guys who should be worried about that, who don't win anything or don't come up big or don't produce, they're never worried about that type of stuff. The guys who are winning, who are focused, who do win, they, that bothers them. Like it bothered Kobe and MJ and everyone else when people had a lot of comments and say, and Magic and Bird. You know, all the great ones, they get bothered by that stuff. It's the dudes who think they're great and are not who could sleep every night. And it's like, why are you sleeping? Right. Like, you haven't done, you, haven't, you ain't done nothing. You right. should be the one complaining about why someone's not doing something. But the great ones are the ones who are so focused on everything, every minute. And that's tough for them. Because they're trying to be everything to everybody, which is very hard, which is impossible to do.
2: Very true. Yeah, I mean, not everyone's gonna like you. you know, it
3: probably drives them. It, it drives them. Yeah, it probably. It probably drives those guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about any LeBron fans will come after me now for what I said. Um, nah, you good. They
3: should understand that. They're they're what it. Yeah, it, so you, no. yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. As uh, on uh, uh, Miami side of things. Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of built. I would say they probably need a number two to go with Jimmy. You know, Jimmy's a is is a good number one, but you still need a number two inside game, inside game
3: to go yeah. along with Bam. You got to get some, right. Bam, you got to get Bam some help on the inside. You know, um, for sure. pick and roll game. They they you could play them well off that and and stop that from them. and, and the Lakers showed literally when they do show on the pick and roll, Miami had trouble with that. Um yeah, when you force Miami into those corners, they have trouble with that. Um yeah, and you make Jimmy give you make Jimmy score too much, you gotta write where you want him. That's not Jimmy's game is to be carrying forty point games and stuff. That's not Jimmy Butler. He'll do it if he can do it if he has to. Right. But that's not his game right now. At his age, um, not to make agent a a, a, a hinderer, but you know. That's not not his, yeah, that's not his game. So some inside help would, would really help. They got the shooters. That's, that's, that's okay. They definitely inside have a, game. Man. And some slashing. Like, imagine if they had Inca dollar when Inca dollar was, like, at his best. Like, we go to the state or the Philly Inca dollar who was cutting to the basket and slipping screens and you know, all of that. You, we we have a different series. He just can't. He, he too can't do that like he used to. At this point, to. no, he
2: can't do it. It's he can't do it like he it. used
3: to. And not because he's not in shape or doesn't work hard. It's the, it's the players that he's playing yeah. against are younger, and they just it's, it, it's just, you know, time, all the time.
0: Yeah, so like when you look at the Lakers, right? So LeBron averaged about uh, 29 a game, and 80 averaged 25. If you look at the Heat, Jimmy averaged 26. Next mm-hmm. best was Hero fourteen, you know. I mean, and he's a young guy; he's going to get better. But and Bam on the average fifteen in the series. He was hurt, obviously. But <laughs> excuse me. Um, even even then, like they need a, they need a second guy that can come in and take the load. Mm-hmm. Some people were throwing out Giannis. I, I don't really know about that or how that would really work. Who? Giannis
3: from Milwaukee. Yeah.
2: To Go where? Maybe.
0: See all that? Yeah, that's not logical. talk. It's, it's been thrown around. I didn't. I don't see it. Or it don't. No.
2: No. 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 And no.
3: And I. I never want to shut a door in on something because anything can happen in sports, in the world of right. sports. But you know, I think looking for guys like that to happen and all that. But no, Miami has to. Uh, they have to get better as a team, and they'll do the best they can to draft well, and maybe get some other free agents, if if that's what's in their salary cap, but to go all out like that for that type of player in the Greek freak who says he'll stay in Milwaukee, it's a mm-hmm. lot with that. I don't even, I haven't had a chance to look at the salary cap and and the availability and all that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, Miami just ran into the Lakers, that's all.
2: They did. They're a very good team.
3: Um, yeah. And they did well in the bubble. Now, you yeah, may release yeah. everybody back into regular playing circumstances, and they may be still a fifth seed. They may land right back in that fifth seed, which is what they were before they got into the bubble or whatever seed they were, mid mid level seed, but they did well in that bubble. They did well in that. They they did well. Like they got they got, they got they had a good run of them.
2: Do you
0: think they could uh I guess with the uh with um outside of the bubble, you think that you think they'll be okay?
2: I don't, you know I can't answer that because
3: when, when they got in the bubble, I said they could do this. I because of the, when I saw them in those first two games, I said, man, maybe they be they may be able to do it. I, I really don't know because I, I will say in the East we don't know. Philly's up in the East is always turbulent. Philly with now you got Doc Rivers coming in. Uh, Philly needs to figure out what type of team they are. The Celtics have underachieved and. No one is ho- No one's talking about Brad Stevens, which they should be, and what this team is gonna, is gonna do. He he's been able to fly below the radar. I'm just keeping it real because you have me on here, but
0: he's flying below that.
3: below that radar now. We're getting around the term of after next year. It's gonna be when are y'all gonna finally turn that corner, um, with the talent they have. Um, yeah, you're looking at Milwaukee who. Will not turn the corner without more talent. They just don't have enough to do anything. I, know, I think they're um, maxed out,
0: Bud. Too man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's Bud the best we'll see. Yeah, that's
3: the, yeah, that that's the best we'll see of them. Um, but Bud's back, so yeah, they that that's yeah. What they gave us is what they got. I don't think we'll, we'll get much out of them. But
2: they have to switch it up, though. Like they can't. Bring this team back, thinking
0: they're gonna win. Like they have to make a move in the off season.
3: Well you look at the free agency and they they, they won't have a high draft pick, so you, yeah, that has to be figured out. What what they want to do? Um, it's, yeah, they they may be caught in the middle. They've mastered the regular season, um, but the grind of the playoffs and stuff. Yeah, they just don't have
2: it, you know. And Bud was like that in Atlanta too. He he just couldn't get over the hump when he was right. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is.
0: So yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, I like Miami, but like you said, I, I think they'll add something else in the offseason. Most of it, I mean, they were still good without the bubble this year, and inside the bubble was a lot different. They just had to focus, and they you know, yeah. like lot- and, and not, and not the, the
3: the key is those guys play well as a team
0: they and they
3: respect, they respect Jimmy Butler, their leader. You, we all know, I love, I love uh, Jim, but he rubs people the wrong way who don't feed into what he needs them to feed into. So that's right. another issue with free agents. Cause I'm sure there's some guys who would probably love to go to South beach, but because Jim is there, they may not want to be bothered with all of that intensity. They may not want to do all of that. Like, that's just the type of... But it works for this group they have, though, right? Yeah, it, it works, because you got young guys who are on to come up. You got some older veterans who are settling into their roles, and you got some mid-level guys
2: like Crawford, you know. So, you know, that's where it is. So that's all.
0: Uh, draft is coming up next month. In
3: November, I mean, I'm trying to be excited about that. It's, it's gonna so be weird. odd in, in No. It's gonna be odd in November and not in May, not in uh, June. But uh, and then we haven't seen these yeah. guys play since. <laughs> right, 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 right. Everybody watching highlights. I'm gonna have to go back. <laughs> I was, I was, I was telling your brother about that early today too. Like, man, <laughs> you, y'all looking at y'all really looking at film from. Preseason season games, early, was it early conference games? and
0: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. that's it. We didn't, we didn't even have, a, like, NCAA tournament or a conference tournament. We literally got- None of that. None, of that. None of, of that. None of that. Hey, Chris, this is
3: where scouts, scouts are really on the line now.
2: No, yeah. Scouts, no, yeah.
3: if you can pull something off, you may be good for the rest of your life. If you don't,
2: oh, man,
3: wait. you'll be Let's grocery shopping at Kroger on a Sunday. <laughs> You, you get get a no job. You're going to be at Meijer on a Sunday grocery shopping. Like, man, please. <laughs> I
0: wish, man. I, I, I thought this one guy had it, but he didn't have it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, going, going off his high school tape and, like, five college games, you know, you're not going to really get much from that. So
3: That's all you got.
0: So, yeah. And then, obviously, free agency will, will start soon. Um doc is Is that I mean, is that is that after the they they did they still worked it out after the draft,
2: right? Let me look. I think it is. I think it's after the draft. Let's see. I would imagine. I yeah, probably would have to be. Let's look. So
0: Draft is the 18th. Yep. You can talk to draft players, in-person interviews with draftees. So I guess it hasn't it hasn't been. What article? It's, it's the after the it has got to be after that. But it's gonna be after the draft though, with.
3: Yeah.
0: It hasn't been set yet? So yeah, as so a, we're probably
3: not. We're pro, we're probably not looking for NBA season for after the new year.
0: Oh yeah. It won't even be close. It won't even be close because I mean the season just ended for the last two teams. You do back, how, do you, how
3: do you get back on track for the regular season? If you Do they wait again until October next year? I don't even know if they wouldn't want to I don't think they can
0: afford that. You know, I was thinking right. maybe
3: they could like... Because uh, once you get off with the schedule, once you get off the pace of how a season runs, you'll never get back on unless you take a loss somewhere.
0: So no, somewhere a loss has to happen. happen. They're going to have to permanently change the schedule, man. Like, I don't think they can ever go back. That's what I'm saying. How do you go back to what it was? Like Yeah. You everything can't, is off now. Okay. Yeah, you can't go back. So at this point, they're just going to have to, I guess I would say, jeez, um, man. Yeah, this is tough. It's, it's tough. They're probably going to have to just, I was thinking Christmas Day would be a nice start, but I don't even know they can pull that off because draft is in the middle that's, of.
3: That's yeah, that's November, so that I means you have to if you got drafted, you got to go immediately to report, and then get ready, to, get ready to jump into some sort. But NBA teams that were not in the bubble, um, are in camps and stuff, but but the bubble teams are just resting and trying to mend and get well,
0: like it's it's all. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not fair to the Lakers and the Heat who just play until, yep. you know, yep. so October you, to turn back around. They have ready to turn
3: around to by, and, by, yep, by Christmas months. Day and have no. to play. Yep, no.
0: Because, I mean, generally the season ends in July, right? So then you have summer camp in Ju- – the season only ends in June. So you have summer camp in July. Uh-huh. And then you have off August, September, and then you come back for training camp. End of September, beginning of October, and the season starts. So you roughly got July, August, September, two to three and a half months to really before you really get going. Yeah, that's it. So that's not gonna work. And then you gotta think about how COVID is gonna be, and like they're not gonna want to play another season without any fans. Like at least they don't want some fans in the building. If they yep. have, they're not gonna want to do that again. And then that, that's a whole other story, man. Like, depending on how the virus looks, you see the NFL's is having issues now with COVID outbreaks, and MLB had one. Like, when guys aren't in a bubble and they're just traveling out, like, that's hard. Hard. We know James James Harden has a problem visiting strip clubs. We saw Lou Williams had a problem visiting a strip club, too.
2: Yeah.
0: But now these guys aren't in a bubble, and they're just out in the world. Yep. That's not good.
2: That's not good. Yeah.
0: All right, and that's going to just about do it for us this week. As always, thanks for listening. You can make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, Average Sports Guy, Spotify, Average Sports Guy, as well as Google Podcasts and Podbean, Average Sports Guy. So for Tease and Davis, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening.